And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon, but he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Traveling Pulpit family, this is a great day indeed, which is why the Psalms wrote in 118 and 24, saying, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Traveling Pulpit family, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that Jesus is on his way back. He's on his way back. We don't know the day nor time. And as you've heard me say on here before, it's not a matter of looking at our watches or our calendars. But we need to go out into the harvest and continue to harvest. We need to go and give the invitations to others as others once gave invitations to us. We cannot let this invitation go unnoticed. We cannot put this invitation somewhere and forget about it. And we cannot outright deny the invitation even exists. For certain men were once invited to a great banquet that they outright denied. Even considering going to the banquet. I'm talking about Luke 14 and verse 16. When Jesus said a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who have been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, I've bought a field and I must go see it. And another one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. And a third one said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant went back and reported these things to his master and the master of the house became angry and said to the servant, go quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, but the blind and the lame. And the servant said, sir, what you commanded has been done and there is still room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that the time is drawing near. Time is just about to run out and time will be held accountable. It will. It will be held accountable. 
Because what we do with our time is so important. Yet and still we find our our time being used up battling with each other when the battle is not against flesh and blood. But flesh and blood is what is being used right now to battle. But I want to send out this invitation to everyone who listens to this podcast, whether you listen to it and share and other people listen to it and share. I want this invitation to go out to everyone who hears this podcast. This invitation is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So that you will reserve your seat at the master's banquet table when that day comes. I don't know when that day comes. It's not my concern for that day. Why is it not my concern? Because I've already RSVP'd. I got a place at the table. My concern is to ensure that you get a place at the table. He's coming for all the alphabet people, for all the mutilated people, for, for all the people that, that think in their likeness that they can be uh, uh, like something else. I, that invitation goes out to you also. For those who do not believe, for those who believe in, in stones and rocks and chants and chains and all these crazy things in the world, but they do not believe in the one who's, who's come to give the invitation to the master's table, the invitation goes out to you also. To the ones who have doubted, to the ones who, who don't believe, to the ones who, who are at odds with others because of what color they are. The invitation goes out to you also. This invitation is a life eternal invitation. It gets you into the banquet, not keep you out from it. Because those who do not accept it, while it is still time to accept it. Those who accept it will have a place at the master's banquet table. But those who do not will be standing outside of the banquet table. Imagine standing outside in a storm with no umbrella and you're looking in a restaurant window, watching everybody dry, having fun. The fireplace is roaring and everybody is warm with their with their meals in front of them, having a good conversation with each other. And you're standing outside in the pouring rain where the temperature is dropping and it's getting cold. Imagine that, that you're looking inside of the master's house. You're looking at his banquet table and it's hot, unimaginably hot. And you're burning within your skin. This isn't to scare you. It's to make you aware. This is what it's going to be like, uh, family. And I do not want for anyone, for anyone, I'm dead serious. I do not want for anyone to have to go through what the Bible has explained to us. What will happen to those who do not accept this invitation to the master's banquet table? They will be standing outside desiring to come in just to have a morsel or just a drop of water fall on their tongue. You know about the rich man and Lazarus. 
how the rich man had plenty. He could have invited Lazarus in. He could have invited a thousand of Lazarus or people like Lazarus to share a meal with him, but he chose not to. He was selfish. And because of his selfishness, he ended up on the opposite side of salvation. Because Lazarus, when he died, went to salvation, but the rich man, when he died, went to eternal damnation. Traveling pulpit family, this is not to scare. It is to make aware. It is an opportunity to receive the invitation to the master's banquet table where we will spend all eternity with him. I said on Wednesday with the word just this week, this past week, how Noah was saved in a boat, in an ark, eight people and animals of every, each of its own kind were saved in a boat while the Lord cleansed the world through water. He drowned everything. He destroyed everything. Therefore, cleansing the world. What the Lord did not do, and he did it on purpose. If you notice, he did it on purpose. He did not eradicate sin. He did not eradicate sin. Why? Because Noah was a sinner. Noah was like the people of his day, but Noah was the one that found favor in God's eyes. There was no Jesus to sacrifice himself for Noah. There was no cross where Jesus was lifted up, where all man can, can be healed when they look up and see Jesus on the cross. There was none of that. Noah found favor in God's eyes and God saved Noah and his family, but God did not eradicate sin. He drowned everything. He cleansed everything. He destroyed everything. But we are coming upon a day. We're coming up and we're almost there where the Lord is going to remove everyone who has accepted his son, Jesus Christ who has believed on the cross, who seeks their salvation in the relationship with Jesus Christ, God is going to remove them from the world. And then he's going to flip a switch. I said on Wednesday with the word, have you ever cleaned your oven? And it has that automatic cleanse button. When you click that cleanse button, that oven goes 500, 600, maybe for, for some even 700 degrees. And it's all eternal because what that oven is doing, it is killing off all the bacteria, all of the, the things that can harm us. That oven is burning it up. So when that timer goes off, and that oven gives the okay clear sign. You can put that chicken, that rice, that pie in that oven and have confidence in knowing that that oven is clean. The Lord God is going to remove those who have accepted his son, Jesus Christ. Those who have the invitation to salvation. He's going to remove them, us, we, our, he's going to remove all of us from the earth. And when he does that, 
he's going to flip a switch. And the remnants on the earth, everything that remains on this earth is going to burn up because he's going to clean the earth. He's going to rid the earth of all the parasites, of all the bacteria, of all the things that once caused this world to be so sin sick filled. He's going to remove it and he's going to eradicate sin. He's going to eradicate sin so that there will be no more sin. The people that he removes, he's going to take off that armor that they once wore. And he's going to put on new skin. See, Ephesians 6 and 10, the armor. Because we have to wear the armor while we're here. But he's going to remove the armor and give us new skin. He's going to give us skin that no longer chases after sin. That no longer becomes subdued to temptation. He's going to give us new skin. Then we're going to come back to this earth, the same earth that we're on right now. We're coming back here, right here. This earth does not change. It will not change. It will be renewed because everything in it will be burned up. It will be cleansed. It will be a new earth. Everything, every building, every mountain, every ocean will be burned up. And every person who is not found with the invitation to salvation will be swept away into eternal damnation. As I said, traveling pulpit family, this is not to scare, but to make aware the time is now. The invitation is going out. Will you accept it? It's your invitation. I've got mine. Do you have yours? I once cared about the world when I was younger. I once cared about the things of the world because I felt like I was having fun in the world. But there is no fun in destruction. There is no fun in seeing your loved ones die. There is no fun in, in, in all of the things that we go through now that is in opposition of the word of God. There is no fun in that. But there is fun in Jesus Christ because there is love in Jesus Christ. There is peace in Jesus Christ. There is no color line in Jesus Christ. There is no police brutality in Jesus Christ. There are no no. No people who desire to be with the same sex of people in Jesus Christ. There are no parents who ask their children if they want to be a bunny or a bear or a tiger or a lion and then go out and try and surgically change them to become what they said they want to be in Jesus Christ. There is none of those things. There are men and there are women in Jesus Christ. And that is what this world is going to be after we are removed and everything is cleansed and sin is eradicated. And then we're brought back here. We're going to be brought back here the way it once began a man and a woman. 
This time, there will be no tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There will just be the tree of life that gives its fruit 12 times a year. 12 times a year, each month, a different fruit. And we will be able to eat from the tree. We will be able to eat from the trees that that the Lord plants all over the world. I don't know what else to say other than what the book of Revelation has revealed. And I will not go so far to say what other than what the book of Revelation has had to say. But how do you know? Some may ask, how do I know that Jesus is coming back? Well, if you go to John, John 20, traveling pulpit family, I want to take you to the tomb. You see, the master was at the banquet table from Luke 14. The master was at the banquet table and when he heard the news and the master got up and he left the banquet table and he did something before sending the servant back out. He folded up his napkin and he laid it beside his plate. That let the servant know before he left that the master would be coming back to the table. Over in John 20, Mary Magdalene arrived at the tomb first early that morning while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And in full panic, she ran. She went in and ran to Simon Peter and John, also known as the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they have laid him. So again, her panic became their panic. And Peter took off running like, like, like white lightning. He took off. But John, the one whom Jesus loved, the other disciple, he was a lot faster than him. And John got there first. John outran him. John wasn't the first to take off running. Peter was. So Peter had a good head start. And John took off running and caught up with him and passed him. But it was John who got there first. And because he got there first, he only looked in. Why did he look in? Because he was not the leader of the disciples. You see, the unspoken leader of the disciples is Peter. The unspoken leader of the disciples. It's clear that Peter, Cephas, the rock, is the one who's the unspoken leader of the disciples. He goes in. And when he goes in, he's closely followed by John, the one whom Jesus loved. And John saw in the tomb the body wrap that Jesus was laid in, but he also saw the face cloth, which was on the head of Jesus, not lying with the linens, but folded up in a place by itself that John knew the ancient Hebrew custom and believed the ancient Hebrew custom was as so. If the master of the house was eating his meal and the servant was nearby, when the master was done with his food, he would clean himself up and put his napkin over his plate. 
that let the servant know that it's okay to take the meal because the master was finished. If the napkin or linen was neatly folded next to his plate, the servant knew not to take the plate or the meal because the master was coming back to the meal. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that in John 14, Luke 14, I'm sorry, in Luke 14, that is what the master of the house told the servant to do because the master was at the table waiting for everyone to arrive that was pre-invited, pre-selected, pre-chosen. He was waiting on them. But when the word came back to him, that they all denied, that they all would not come. The master got angry and the master got up from the table and neatly folded his linen cloth and laid it next to his plate. So the next time he comes back to the table, he's not going to be alone. And my question to you, traveling pulpit family, will you be one in the number at the banquet table when the master returns traveling pulpit family. I want to thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to present to you the invitation. I've spoken on this topic before and I've spoken on it on many occasions and I'll speak on it again before it's all said and done. If it's the Lord's will, because we all need this invitation. Some of us, we need the reminder of the invitation some of us just need to know that there is an invitation. You know, I've been in churches where, you know, pastors would, would say when they are introducing someone, I want to introduce to some and present to others. Well, in the case of Jesus traveling pulpit family, I want to introduce Jesus to whosoever. But I want to remind everyone that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you want that invitation, traveling pulpit family, if you are the whosoever. If you are the one who does not know him, if you are the one who is currently denying his existence. If you are the one who is using stones and rocks and chants and spells and uh mutilating yourself and knowing that it's wrong, um, staying in something that you know you have no business staying in, dealing with someone you know you have no business dealing with, you find yourself in that situation of doubt and stress and you know the Lord is tugging at your heart, I offer to you today, Romans 10, 9, which says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That there, traveling pulpit family, is your invitation. It's your invitation. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That's the invitation right there. You know something, Traveling Pulpit family? That invitation is what will get you into the banquet. It's what will get you into the banquet. But without it, 
it will leave you outside of the banquet looking in, wishing you would have accepted it when you had the chance. Today is that chance because there is no tomorrow. You hear me traveling pulpit family? There is no tomorrow when you're on borrowed time because the time is now. You've got to make the choice with what the what time you do have and not hold it off another day for thinking that you have time. Because there is no time in borrowed time. So I say again before I close, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That's all I have for now, traveling pulpit family. I want to thank you so much just for the opportunity to come and, and uh, present the word to you. You can always find us on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all traveling pulpit ministries. But I encourage you to get with a Bible teaching, Bible preaching church. There are so many buildings who are not teaching or preaching the word of God, but a falseness, a false narrative, a false message. Ask the Lord to come into your heart. Seek the Lord first and the relationship he wants to have with you, and he will lead you into the right direction. And as for all of us, preach the word wherever we go. And if necessary, use words. I love you. Bye for now.